Hello, my B-E-A-U-tiful weebs. I'm a weeaboo. I'm Gothjohn, and I'm kind of sick. That's okay. Welcome, kiddos. It's Gothjohn, back from the abyss. Put that away. There's more time for that later. We gotta start shelling for those Chinese girl cartoons. Come on and follow me back into my basement. So, let's talk about what I've been watching, because uh, that's kind of what I like to do at the start of the show. So I've been watching Mashuko Tensei, and I won't apologize for saying it like that. It's just more fun. So like always, I only find out new anime in a couple different ways. So either they have a really cool manga, like the Chainsaw Man, uh, that I heard was really good, and I don't typically read manga, so it's it's word of mouth type of deal. It's the anime community will suggest it, and they're like, oh, they call me son. I'm like, oh. That sounds cool. Now I check it out and, you know, I might find one of my favorite new shows. And the anime might be amazing that way, which is cool. Um, another way would be all about the memes. So if you get a really funny meme, there's a good chance I might become curious. Like, for instance, Mushuko Tensei, I, I saw one of those Opai memes, the little baby, you know, getting a little thirsty. I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then another one of the ways I might find out about a cool new anime is the first season was good. So if I really enjoyed the first season, you know, I might want to check out the second season. And sometimes the next season sucks. Like uh, third season index, I couldn't make it all the way through. And the older I get, the more likely I am to drop something and not, you know, give it time to, you know, get going and you know get interesting and want to actually watch the rest of the show. Which sucks because you know indexes. In my opinion, I don't think it's as good as Railgun, but then again, there's not a lot of characters that care about Index other than Index and MC. So, another way that sometimes I find out about new shows is uh, I watch a lot of YouTube, uh, like any millennial, and when you know one of my favorite anti-tubers, like, like Giguk, or maybe even the Anime Man, if you know he's done doing a J vlog and actually review some anime. They might tell me about a new show that's out and, or make a joke about it or something and I might want to check it out. Now that's why I gave Domestic Girlfriend a try. Even though it's not really a genre I'd be into but it has a banger of an opening so that's really the only part of that I can recommend because it's kind of creepy. Um, coming back to Mashuko Tensei or as I like to say Mashuko Tensei. So I kind of got curious with the memes, and, uh, you know, Gigak, uh, made a joke about it in a video, and I was like, okay, let's, let's check this shit out. So, Mishuko Tensei, or English is something like My Jobless Reincarnation, uh, which makes sense. And no, I'm not gonna say it not weird. Mashuko Tensei. So, uh, it's a typical isekai anime with a twist. A 40-something-year-old Neat, which is, I think it's like, needs education, no job training, that type of stuff. They just hang out in a, usually like a rental dwelling and their parents pay for it somehow. I'd, you know, you guys should teach me how I can get my mom to do that for me. That, that would be nice. And I could just watch anime all day and, you know, and do all those unsavory things and, and close doors. So he isekais from his 40-something-year-old body into a body of a baby. And he has, like, full control of his mind, even as a baby, which is kind of weird. Like, he, like, learns their language and stuff like that, which is, you know, that's it's kind of a new twist for uh, Isekai. You typically don't see that. And he, like, grows up as a kid, as a 40-year-old in, in this kid's body. So 
It's a lot of like problematic stuff that comes along with that. Bro, he's even thirsty as a baby. When he was born, he's looking at all those titties. And he's just like licking his lips and giving them crazy eyes. And even the maid's like, what the fuck's wrong with this kid? So it might bother some people, but it doesn't really bother me because I'm a what I would call a veteran anime watcher. You know, this is just Twitter bait. If anything, it's another one of those shows like Goblin Slayer or even worse, uh, Redo the Healer. What the fuck? I couldn't even finish that shit. So coming back to Mashuko Tensei. So and another problem with the show is in typical Isekai fashion, the MC develops a harem, which is, you know, a bunch of cute girls that uh, are all potential love interests. Which, with this show, it makes it really fucking weird, because my man's a 40-year-old neat. So what do you think a 40-year-old neat's gonna do? He's gonna start fucking, like, imprinting on them and trying to make them, like, like him. Like, he's gonna start, uh, ooh, put in this problematic term grooming. Uh, which, you know, it's it's a lot different than what typical grooming is. You know, it's just some, some creepy guy that has power over some girl that's, you know, naive. So our MC, he has a cute girl, a redhead. Uh, she's a little tsundere, which I have a soft spot for. You know, you're kind of a cunt on the outside, and, you know, you have a really, you're actually a really nice person on the inside, and I like that. You know, Asuka from Neon Genesis Evangelion is the patriarchal archetype for, or matriarch, rather, I guess, for the tsundere uh, cast. It's the mold that every character is copy-pasted from, that, that type of archetype, at least in my opinion. And then you get some other characters uh, in into his harem, so far at least. I mean, caught up in the second season, which is kind of neat. So he's a preteen. You know, he's like, I think he's like 11, he's like 10, 11, 12, something like that. And he's, he's starting to build up his harem, this little pimp. So he gets another girl, um, his teacher because he's teaching himself to become a mage in this world magic works and it's this lolly mage and you're like oh okay well she's got cool design and you find out like she's a lot older than she looks and you're like oh okay and then there's a green elf chick which you know she's cute it's one of his childhood friends and then like some like shit happens and he like teaches her to like stick up for herself and you know that's actually kind of good character growth which is kind of cool because he's going he's a fucking neat so he's just imagining himself being a fat naked fucking neat and all the kids are laughing at him and you know he's seeing cell phones in this fantasy world where they're not there because he's just he has so much fucking shit he has so much trauma from being a neat you know you don't become a neat out of nowhere you know you kind of get bullied into it and kind of convince yourself that you know, you're good for nothing. So this show is so freaking good that I marathoned all of it in like two or three days. Uh, the whole first season just knocked it out. I got it caught up in the second season. I might be an episode or two behind right now, but show's really good. Uh, MC's, you know, he's a neat, he has a bunch of flaws, but at least he's not like Kirito and he, because he's a, a child, he's like, he's training and he's, you know, he's putting in his gumption and doesn't, you know, he has some inherent talent, but you know, he's kind of cultivating that. And, you know, he hasn't started dual-wielding swords, so that's good. <laughs> uh, another show that I've been trying to regularly watch is 
Yashihime, a princess half-demon. And this is the second uh, half, so it's called the second act of uh, the Yashihime anime, which is the Borto treatment. I'm sure I've talked about it before. I grew up on Inuyasha uh, in my teens, and this show, the plot kind of sucks, but I'm only in for it for the characters. I think this plot might even be more confusing than Boruto, and and Boruto doesn't make any sense. So yeah, Morohara, or Moroha, I'm Japanese names, I'm, I'm American, what do you expect? Inuyasha and Kagome's daughter. She's known as Moraha, the monster killer, or the demon slayer, or whatever. And uh, that sounds badass. You know, she puts on her uh, ruby red lipstick and goes well demon and fucks shit up. Now, it's my favorite parts of Inuyasha being an edgelord teenager. show gets really good. Uh, Any time you see, like, previous characters, you're like, oh. You know, like, Jockin shows up and, you know, Lord Fluffy himself. Um, So there's two other characters. There's... uh, Summer, Shomru's daughters, and they show up, and they're part of the main cast and become friends with Morahara. And, um, so Shomru is just a bad dad, but, you know, his dad kind of sucked too, so, you know, what do you expect? And I, I really want Morahara to meet her parents really bad. Um, she, like, sees them for, like, a, a second in the season, which, you know, that's kind of cool. You know, like, they're, like, in, like, some alternative plane or some shit. Uh, another show that I'm watching is Komi Can't Communicate. Holy shit! If you're caught up in the anime uh, and you're not, or if you're not, you should get caught up. This, this shit's good. This is uh, Chef's Kiss. Uh, the They just aired the beach episode. So in typical anime, you'll have an episode where they go to the beach. Um, sometimes you get something like Bleach where it becomes a monster of the day, which is kind of funny this beach episode they go to like a water park or something like that and the the characters are you know in full swing komi-san's being you know adorable and she actually like says some words this episode and you're like ah it's just so cute and wholesome and i would definitely recommend it um i don't remember if i told you guys but i finished kobayashi uh season two um i love the ending of the season as gay dragon love has never been so good and they had like a cute like wedding scene. It's adorable. Uh, if you like slice life comedies, I recommend Dragon Maid. It's just just don't watch the dub. Uh, at least the first season where Funimation decided they want to take down the patriarchy. You know, they had like a, a line of like uh, this like big Jehub uh, dragon lady saying, "Yeah, I changed my clothes because fuck the male patriarchy or some shit." And you're like, "What the fuck?" That's not what they said. That was a bad translation. <laughs> Apologize for my stuff nose. So I just refinished the Cowboy Bebop because live action was coming out. And I was like, oh, well, um, it's probably a bad idea because I'm going to be comparing it to it when I try to watch a live action, which I have tried to watch the first episode. I don't think I'm going to be finishing it. Um, it's kind of upsetting. Uh, it's not, not the live action's bad. Don't don't even go near it. It's on Netflix. Don't don't even go near it. So I rewatched the anime still holds up i even watched the movie which was really good and i was like oh that's where they get the headphone shit and okay and all right it still holds up uh it's freaking like 20 years old or something like that it came out in the 90s which is kind of amazing 
you know, even it's even stuck in a four by three aspect ratio, which, you know, I have 1080p and 4K monitors, which, you know, I kind of got annoyed at first, but then you kind of get used to it. It's not that big a deal. Uh, I'm not going to pan and scan or do anything like that because I don't want to cut any of the video off. So the music, even if it was allegedly uh, stolen from like jazz composers and musicians, uh, Yoko Kano, you know, still busting out the music. She did the music for live action, which might be the only saving grace. Uh, my favorite episode of Cowboy Bebop is Session 24, Hard Luck Woman. Um, spoiler alert for Hard Luck Woman and Cowboy Bebop. Um, so they go to Mars, uh, but they end up making a pit stop on Earth. Um, Faye, one of the main characters, finds out about her past, which she's been, like, cryogenically frozen, and she's, like, she's actually, like, 50 years older than she looks, which is kind of neat. Um, which is something that I fucked up in the live action. They, they took out all that. So we find out, like, Ezra's raised at this orphanage. Faye finds out about her past from, like, a video. Ed tags along with Faye. They go on the planet, try to find out about her past. Ed finds her father, uh, which her father's kind of a, a jackass. He's very neglectful. He's a bad dad. Uh, but, you know, he still loves her, even if he's a shitty father. You know, this shit still holds up after all these years. It's still a good show. You know, compared to all these other shows that I've watched, you know, it's still a good show. You know, uh, all these Adult Swim anime that, you know, aired in the 2000s were, were just good, wholesome shows. So go watch the dub. Definitely stay away from the live action. Watch the anime. The shit's anime royalty. You should watch it. So when we talk about Ed from Cowboy Bebop, some people thought Ed was a boy, and multiple times in the anime and in the movie, she's revealed to be a girl. Whether or not she's born a girl, who knows? And frankly, who gives a shit? Which uh, leads us into our topic. Uh, so I've thought about this subject for, for a while. Um, there's a bunch of anime where this type of character is a part of the cast. So one of the first few times that I heard about third gender or non-binary or anything like that are um, is in a show called Baka Test or Baka and Test or whatever you want to say it. Uh, there's a character called Heidi Yoshi, which is um, born a man, and uh, they don't really define their gender, which cool. Uh, he's very kind and lovable. He looks like his sister, so everyone kind of, like, exactly, like, copy-paste. Like, later he's given a separate locker and a bathroom dubbed the third gender, which Heidi Yoshi gender, you know, go for it. Another one is uh, Ruka from Steins Gate, which this character is born a man. Uh, identifies as female and you know she's cute and super loyal to her friends which i like it when you know if they're gonna do this type of deal you know at least make the character not a budding joke and currently airing uh komi-san or komi can't communicate we have najimi najimi who's born a male flirts with whatever clothing they want to wear is cool which the freaking character has like the male uniform on the top half of their body and wears a skirt which Cool. Girls have you know better clothing, in my opinion. They're more customizable. Uh, not that I identify as non-binary or third gender or anything like that. Uh, I I would describe myself as a cis white male, which you know whatever. Uh, so coming back to Komi-san, it's a good show. 
Anajimi is the complete antithesis of what Komi is. So Komi can't communicate. Najimi can communicate very well. Through like phenomenal communication ability, uh, they can be close to anyone within a few minutes of meeting them. So they, uh, their ongoing joke in the show is, they're all my childhood friends. Everybody is. And then you just see this like pile of people. And then with all these different types of characters, you get a lot to pick and choose from. And that's coming to another type deal. Japan gets super uncomfortable when it comes to anything really LGBT, uh, LMNOP subjects, mostly because their culture is a lot different than Western culture. You know, we're, you know, pro-freedom, whatever. Like, I'm sure they are too, but they're a little bit more conservative and try to be, you know, business-oriented and I'm sure they feel like that has no place in the business world. So now with a uh, newer anime, we're going to see more and more of this stuff, which is fine. Just try to do it right. I like characters that are well-written, and if they're, or if they're like in on the joke, uh, like in Baka Test, Adiyoshi's in on the joke. Adiyoshi doesn't give a shit. So we're going to come to recommendations. Um, some shows that I talked about today. Uh, Baka and Test, or whatever pronunciation you want to use, it's short and Baka Test. It's a good slice of life show, good characters, good comedy. Check it out. Another show I'd like to re- recommend is Steins Gate. Show's really good. In fact, it's number four on Mal as of this date, which is my anime list, anime um, like list making website. So uh, time travel is kind of hard to do in uh, in a narrative sense. Steins Gate does time travel stories very well. Check out the show. It's It's got good characters. It's got some amazing English in the sub. I'll watch the dub, but, you know, go watch the sub, like, on YouTube for the... I'm a mad scientist! That, like, that shit's funny. I always love English in, you know, J-pop, J-rock. I love English. You know, it's, it's like they're saying it for me, so wider appeal. And... Uh, so kiddos, it's that time of the podcast again. Um, it's time to go to bed or, you know, time to have a 15 hour gaming session. You know, it's time to go hide in the basement, play some video games, watch a ton of anime till next time.